0: Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest nights, adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Steri, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most of the places you get music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. you got an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar. Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. Also considering help get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by David Bowie the best of every moment we're not evolving we're not going anywhere thanks for tuning in and welcome to the mark Sterry music podcast enjoy i, enjoy. It I don't really care about the big time Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 237. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Pine City, the B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you with Copper the Wonder Golden sitting in my old bedroom I grew up in and my folkses, and it's raining outside, so, so much for working on the cabin today. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Live at 6.05 on Wednesday and Saturday went awesome. I did 17 1970 songs on Wednesday and did a good country mix on Saturday night. I can't thank people enough for tuning in. The requests, donations, it's been just a blast. Thank you guys so much.
1: Upcoming shows
0: going to do live at 6.05 on Wednesday and Saturday again this week. Wednesday it's going to be blues, rockers like Chuck Berry, ZZ Top, stuff like that. Saturday's going to be 1960s, like the Beatles, Monkeys, things like that. It's part two of two with longtime Twin Cities musician, owner of Red Sound Studios, and guitar player for GB Layton, Patrick Tanner. We talk his new album, Do You Still Believe in Rock and Roll? and more. Enjoy the conversation. Actually, since we're talking about the recording process, how do you track a record like this? Because you played all the instruments, right? Yeah. And sing uh, all the harmonies, and the harmonies sound great too. Except for track one, we had Tina and Elliot on it, right?
2: Yeah. No, that's and that was Elliot. He, Elliot was only six when he did that part, five or six years yeah. old, and. Uh, and, yeah, those are the only two guest artists, but I have, you know, I have my, like, control room in one part of the basement, then I have the tracking room in another part. So it was a lot of, like, hitting record and then running to the other room, to the to the drum kit, and then playing. Oh, that's hilarious. To see what the levels are, because I didn't have a remote at that point. So there was a lot of just running back and forth, back and forth. It's like, oh, well, that wasn't on or that wasn't working. I got to do that again. Um
0: would you start with like a click track and then an acoustic scratch and then play over that starting with the drums?
2: Yeah, usually. And uh, you know, sometimes I would just start with the drums and and the click track and nothing else. I just kind of hum the, the tune in my head as I'm banging away on the drums.
0: Oh Jesus. And how long of a running space would you get when you hit record and you gotta run across the house?
2: I got about twenty five seconds. <laughs> I figured it out. About twenty-five seconds for me to catch my breath, sit down, and go. Okay, here comes the counting, and then you just bang away and do oh, that.
0: So, when did you start playing drums? The drumming sounds great.
2: Thanks. That's my, playing drums is my first passion. You know, that's I played piano when I was seven, and and um, and I don't know how things are in Sweden right now, but at the time they would have a music program. They would come in in third grade, they would send somebody out from the city and they would have an aptitude test and to see if there was anybody who had any particular, you know, talent. And uh, I scored 100 percent and all of a sudden I was I could take a city bus to this one place and get my drum lessons every Friday afternoon. And, um, so drums, that's, that's all I ever really wanted to do. I didn't start playing guitar until, until I was 12. And I started playing drums when I was nine and, uh, drums, that's, you know, that's my passion. I love that stuff.
0: Wow. Who's your favorite drummers?
2: Ringo Starr, probably. I mean, because he just makes everything feel good. What keys are in, Robbie? demented <laughs> um, I saw that clip, or Michelle showed me that clip on on uh, on YouTube, where he's playing the Weight, and he's got people from all around the world like singing their parts of of the song, and, uh, and then they cut back to Ringo, and Ringo's looking really relaxed, and he does the. <laughs> Do, 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 do. You know, that just feels good. So I would say Rango, uh, for sure. And, uh, maybe Rat Scabies from The Damned. Do, 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 do um,. I don't know. I don't have a lot of like musical like instrumentalist people that I that I try to emulate. I think I never really thought of myself as a guitar player. So I never had a a, a picture of like Jimmy Page on my bedroom wall going, Oh my lord, I wanna be a guitar god too.
0: I still have been spreading the word on how good Border Bourbon from Forty Fifth Parallel is perfect for Zooming with friends on a weekend after an online gig. My friend Lori is anxious to try it in her famous whiskey old-fashioned slushies. 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits including gins, whiskeys and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy. Slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45th Parallel Distillery.com for hours and more information. So when you're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite local musicians live on Facebook, try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly.
2: It was just all that stuff was just kind of. By the time I started playing the guitar, punk rock had happened, and having you know like heroes that you're trying to emulate was basically if you set all of that aside and you did it on your own. And I, you know, I mean, I'm sort of, I'm sure that people have rubbed off on me, um, but I'm usually more influenced by a song than I am by an artist or a guitar player or that kind of thing
0: yeah how about your guitar tone it seemed really rocking and a, and a, it just sounded really good so what was one of your what fancy guitar were you using for to retract this record
2: well actually um, the main guitar on that record um, is a guitar that that my wife bought me on eBay and uh, it's an epiphone Wilshire. And she got it for $188. And uh, I don't know what, what, what the heck happened at the Epiphone factory in China that day, but it must have been glorious because I, it's a great $188 guitar. And it, you know that is kind of the the rock and roll, the punk rock ethic of just using something that's kind of cheap. But it doesn't play cheap. It's a nice guitar and you can... Just I just basically plugged that straight into a a 1961 Gibson Gibsonette amp that I picked up at Willie's for 350 bucks a bunch of years ago, and just turn that up, (laughs) wind that that thing out completely, and uh, and uh, you know stick a 57 in front of it and be done.
0: Nice. How long did it take to record?
2: Um, not very long. At that point, uh, Elliot was going to um, to uh, Spanish immersion school, so I would, I would take him there in the morning, then I would go home and I would record for a little bit, and then I'd go to pick him up in the afternoon. So it all happened like midday for a couple hours, and so it had to be done quick, and the whole record was done. I mean, if I put all the time of recording it and, and mixing it, it was probably a total of 10 days. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Why did you decide to do not have Michelle do the Elmart artwork on this one and you do it?
2: Again, I think it was, it's, it's not because I didn't, I don't like what Michelle does. <laughs> I, I love what she does. She has an eye as a photographer. I mentioned this to her the other day. It's like, she can pick up my iPhone and take a picture. And, and I'm going like, how did you do that? How did you get that picture? Because in my picture, all the people are bleached out, or they got their head turned to me, and it's about knowing that a moment is happening and being able to capture it. I don't know how to do that. Uh, that's I guess that's what makes a good photographer. And you know, she does have a background in in graphic design, but this time, since it was a punk rock record, and it was basically. I wanted to just go back to that. So I found some old pictures of me that I that I took in um
0: 1981.
2: Yeah, like at a photo booth at a department store. Used that and then I just used the the uh that markup app on the iPhone <laughs> and just wrote manually wrote in there, you know, do you still believe in rock and roll question mark and and that was that. I mean, that took all of 30 minutes.
0: No payments for 90 days. I checked out their website and saw a 2020 Renegade Jeep Trailhawk lease for $245 a month and a 2020 Jeep Cherokee limited lease for $284 a month. Always great deals at ID Chrysler Pine City, and I should know because I still love my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff couldn't have more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com, or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northbridge Court, Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe spring season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. This um, is, that's awesome.
2: So I just wanted to, I guess, just do that do it yourself thing and uh, full on all the way out to the end and uh, have it be that kind of record it gets to live its own life in that little world you know
0: yeah I love that so what are your favorite tracks on the album
2: I don't know it varies Um, do you still believe in rock and roll I like that because it reminds me a little bit about you know glam rock from the early 70s like you know whether it was, you know, Slade or, um, uh, you know, Mott the Hoople or, or something like that. Got on
1: a bus to go to the record store back in the day when There were record stores This is the place. Got a smile on my
2: face. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. It seems like I'm really pissed off in just about every song. So it depends. I have to be in the right mood to, to absorb it. But generally, after I'm done making a record, I don't really listen to that record anymore unless I have to relearn a song to do a show or something like that. It's, it's a photograph. It's a snapshot of a particular time and a place. And then it's on to the next thing.
0: Wouldn't it be fun to play this stuff live, though? Like once?
2: I know it would be, it would be super basher. I would love to do that. Um, who knows, who knows what might happen? I mean, a, a lot of, a lot of what I, you know, do with GB Layton is, you know, we have traditionally up until right now, we've been a very, very busy band and, um, and part of my gig in that band is to always keep my calendar open for whatever comes down the pike. So it's it's difficult, if not impossible, to plan any any solo shows, at least right now. So, And I'm cool with it, you know. Hey, I get to play on the Internet.
0: That's good. I like doing that, too. Yeah. What's the story behind the song Come Away? That's one of my favorite ones.
2: I think that one is, is about, is about, about, uh, missing somebody that you were somebody that you used to be, and perhaps you, you compromised your ideals. And, uh, so it's one of the few kind of wistful, sentimental kind of songs on the record, I suppose, but it's about a loss of, of ideals. And, uh, I mean, you will never be more right than when you're 18. I mean, I mean, I'm not even saying that in jest because generally you are, but, but when you're 18, you're so, uh, if something is wrong, you're bound to point it out to whoever is the offender is, if it's your parents or a teacher or something like that, but, um, I think it's a loss, about a loss of innocence and, and, and seeing how perhaps you compromised yourself as you grew up. And, and you go, well, you know, everything is not just black and white. There's a big gray area in the middle. Um, um, so it's acknowledging something like that. I think that's probably what that song is about.
0: Okay, how about just the title track uh do you still believe in rock and roll what's that what's that about
2: um, that's it's supposed to be a celebration of sorts, you know, and um you know about the you know the rock and roll, whatever that might be you know that's obviously changed rock and roll doesn't have to be drums, bass, guitar one, two three, four go you know it can be in a number of different things. But I think it's just, it's a little bit about the joy, you know, the joy in discovering that you have a voice and that you can do something and um, that you can do something about your own indifference. And, um, and if you want to, you don't have to know how to do something just to do it. And uh, the whole point is to it's better to do it completely wrong or very very poorly it's always better to do that than to not do it because then not only are you not doing it but you you didn't have the guts to even try um i think that's the beauty of rock and roll is and the best rock and roll is is the kind of rock and roll that it might go off the rails, it might fail, it might come apart at any moment.
0: My life took a good turn when Copper the Wonder Gold and I became part of Canine Inspired Change. All the heartwarming and memorable experiences we've gained from doing therapy dog work can't be counted or put into words. Canine Inspired Change is a nonprofit organization dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social-emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and their communities. Our work helps these remarkable young people transcend trauma, social struggles, and isolation by sparking meaningful connections with dogs, volunteers, and each other. If you are interested in giving back to the community with your dog or contributing to this worthwhile nonprofit organization, please look into Canine Inspired Change at Um, That's
2: the thrill of it, a band like the replacements. I mean, you never knew what was going to happen there. No, and uh, and taking a risk, you know whether that risk is real or imagined. I think that's what what rock and roll is supposed to be. It's just uh, some kind of risk taking.
0: That's you awesome. At,
2: at the end of the day, you got to please yourself, and uh, and and I think that's key to whatever I do. If I like it, I think maybe there might be one or two people out there that going they're gonna like it too. And if you don't like it, that's okay, but just do it and have fun with it. Don't worry about being great, you know?
0: I love that. That's good advice. So how do people get a hold of this record? It's for free on your website?
2: Yeah, you can get it for free or you can make a donation. It doesn't matter. Uh, These are super tight times for for everybody. And um, I think music... You know, music is makes everything better. So, all you have to do is to go to patricktanner.com, look in the store, and, uh, you know, click on Do You Still Believe in Rock and Roll? And you can get the record for free.
0: Nice. Well, thank you yeah. for that, Patrick. I think it's awesome. It's been a fun thing to listen to during this quarantine time and uh, doing my hikes to my dog around Como Lake. It's just been kind of an uplifting rock and roll record. And, and I've really enjoyed it. Have you been recording some GB stuff downstairs
2: yes we uh, we have probably 10 11 songs that are in various stages of completion and uh, I think Brian has been in a in a, a very productive uh, uh, in a productive way the last year or so and uh, so whenever he's got a new song we just get together and we we start building it up. And, uh, you know, he's he's like me in the sense that the, the writing is, is a continuous thing. You know, it's not like you make the record and then you take a break from writing. I think he writes pretty much all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, so the next thing I was going to ask, what music bio books have you been reading lately?
2: You know, I haven't. You know, it's crazy. So I'm reading three different books right now, and none of them are music-related. One is about the life and times of uh, Allen Ginsberg. The poet. Right.
1: Dead baby carriages, black treadless tires forgotten and unretreaded, the poem of the riverbank, condoms and pots, steel knives, nothing stainless, only the dank mud.
2: And uh, because I didn't really know anything about his life. And it's a 700-page book that is, you know, I'm nearing the end, and what I'm figuring out about him is that he was uh, neurotic and uh, very neurotic, but a very good friend to his friends. If he had somebody that, that he liked, he would do anything for a friend. So he comes across as a very sympathetic person. And the other one is uh, this book here, I'll show you, which I'm I'm struggling with a little bit. (laughs) Um, I should take
0: a screenshot of this for the thing.
2: (laughs) So, yeah. This one here is, I didn't really know anything about Richard Nixon uh, besides, you know, okay, well, here's, (laughs) <laughs>
0: tic- 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 right? Patrick, can I get a picture of the screenshot of this? You holding the Richard yeah. Nixon book here? Hold, hold. Throughout the long and difficult period of Watergate, I have felt it was my duty to persevere, to make every possible effort to complete the term of office.
2: So anyway, I didn't know anything about Richard Nixon be- besides, you know, like from like '68 up to his death and that, and and I'm 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 only a little bit into the book here, but. Um, what I figured out so far about Richard Nixon is that he had a little bit of like high school drama experience. So he, there was a little bit of acting there that he put to use later in politics. The other thing is that the very first thing that he did, the very first office he ran for, he had not, it was like between him deciding that he was going to run and to actually do it, that was like 30 minutes between that to where he started taking money from big oil companies. So so he didn't have that kind of idealistic thing that I'm going to change things and then I'm going to go to Washington and then all of a sudden things get dicey. He was he was very much him, you know, from the very <laughs> beginning.
0: So, Oh, my gosh.
2: Uh, It's a tough read. It's really, it's really, I'm struggling with this one. I am.
0: I want to tell you all one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B. And Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the truth. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway, as I call it, is always excellent. JT is open for DoorDash 5 to 9 p.m. The Bubba Burgers are off the charts. You can also phone the club at 651-489-5386 to place an order and pick it up. I've done it a number of times, and it's worked great. Rob, Natalie, Shell, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that they're being talked about on these podcast ads. The Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are Sudden like freaking hot cakes. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pool tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. b got it all. Stop by for a cold one when Minnesota bars are finally back open. Allen Ginsberg's Howl is just one of the classic poems of all time. And, yeah. And... I know he had a big influence on Bob Dylan's songwriting lyrics for Blood on the Tracks record when they were working on that. Do you know that, that.
2: They, were, they recorded together? You know that, right?
0: They recorded together as well? Yeah, I know did, he kind of yeah. coached Bob Dylan and lyrics in that in the 70s or whenever it was.
2: He uh, he was a frequent guest at, uh, I think, uh, at, at Dylan concerts, but also um, there isn't I think there's it's unreleased to this day, but they collaborated in the studio, and Alan one of Allen Ginsberg's ambitions was to turn himself into a rock star. He really wanted to be a rock star, but you know, I guess he didn't have the look, you know,
0: not For at some, all.
2: He didn't. He didn't, no. and he was, and and he was, he got going on that a little bit too late in life too, but. There are re- Allen Ginsberg records out there, apparently, and he did some stuff where he would have put on a concert and he would play like a harmonium and read poetry over it. So, so.
0: I have one of those albums. Do you? Yep, yep, I have one. Is it's it, called it The Lion Sleeps. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not good at all. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I had a feeling it
0: might be. Might no, be. it was it was something about the Lion and I I haven't heard it in years and I haven't thought about it in years but I just I know that I have an Allen Ginsberg album and he does his poetry gimmick on top of this thing and, <laughs> and uh a lot of it is very uh how do you say this? sexually oriented.
2: No, he definitely uh I mean he actually got I think he got um um booted out of a country or two uh, for, you know, his outspokenness in that area where he got like escorted to the airport and put on a plane and sent back to America. Um, But I think he had a good heart, you know, he didn't hoard his fame. He didn't hoard his money. He just he if anybody is like, hey, man, I need a thousand bucks because I'm hard up. He was like, well, I think I got a thousand dollars. So here you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he didn't wind up like Kerouac either, just drinking himself to death by the age of like forty-two or whatever that was.
2: Yeah, and and he, I mean, like Kerouac, just did nothing but speak ill of Allen Ginsberg, like, and and just told 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 Ginsberg that he had ruined his life because he didn't want to be talked about, and and Allen Ginsberg was like, well. You're treating me like garbage, but I'm still going to be your friend and I'm still going to promote you as a writer and try to help you in any way I can. So anybody else would have just said, you know, hey, you get lost. But, you know, Ginsburg was if you made friends with him, apparently we're friends till the end.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Well, Patrick Tanner, thanks for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Great to catch up with you during this quarantine. I'll piece this whole thing together into a couple episodes and play a few songs at the end, if that's cool with you.
2: Yeah, thanks, man.
0: Yeah, no problem. It was good to, it's always good to talk to you and catch up with you. You're an interesting fella, and, and I'm sure appreciate you having on the show. Uh, let's do one more picture, if that's cool, if you want like a peace okay. sign of the guitar or whatever.
2: I'll do one punk rock one, too. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That's all right. Don't use that one.
0: No, it's just good to have, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right.
0: All right, brother. Thanks so much for being on the show, Patrick. You take good care, okay? okay? Stay safe and say hi to yourself. the family, and we'll, we'll see you do. soon, okay?
2: Okay, take care, Mark. Later,
0: Patrick. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times and the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, in iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places, podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler, Pine City, the Beedle Club, and K9 Inspired Change. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show please head on over to your local record store or do some digging in iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also if you get a chance please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short, go have some fun Till next time Well
1: alright A DJ played this song on the radio